Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how are you doing? LJ, I'm doing good. Uh, nice to uh, be sitting down um, and recording today, as always. Uh, I got on some College World Series elimination games uh, here in the background. Very entertaining. Um, been trying to catch as much of the College World Series as possible. But, yeah, uh, the Yankees, first to 50 wins. That was a very entertaining game last night. Garrett Cole uh, did his best to shut up LJ. Um, so, yeah, doing good. That is the fastest to 50 wins since 2001, correct? Yep, since the two thousand pretty well then, right? Sorry, things went pr- pretty well then, right? Uh, yeah, the, for for the Yankees that year, absolutely, they <laughs> beat the Mariners. Yeah, um, we don't need to talk about that World Series, but yeah, they they did indeed beat the Mariners. They did indeed beat the Mariners. Didn't go well for the fifty win team though, but that's okay. Uh, We have the point being here, as he mentions uh, Garrett Cole, we have our AL Cy Young picks here today. Brandon, why don't we just go ahead and jump on in unless there's something else I'm completely forgetting that you told me you wanted to talk about? No, No, I don't think so. There wasn't really any interesting news um, to come out in the last day other than actually one quick thing. 
Um, the Rays put two outfielders mm. on their yeah. IL. Manny Margot and Kevin Kiermeyer both hit the injured list after um, last night's game. They call up one infielder, Jonathan Aranda. He will make his major league debut. And also Luke Rayleigh, who spent some time with the Dodgers last year. Um, Manny, there is some people that fear Manny Margot towards ACL. Um, others are saying knee sprain. Um, but, yeah, Margot got carted off the field in the top of the ninth inning, and then Kiermeyer left the game during the second inning, and they're saying that that's some kind of inflammation in his hip. But a team that's already down, Mike Zanino, Brandon Lau, and Wander Franco, now loses two of their starting outfielders. That's five starters right there. Not to mention all the pitchers that are down for them as well. Yeah, and that's been a recurring problem all year that they've barely been able to overcome. This is a tough time to be a Ray. This is a scary time to be a Ray because who's next? But it's also a tough time to be a Rays fan for sure. Uh, it's funny, you know, though, it's like we were just talking about this yesterday, were we not? How tough a situation they were injury-wise, and it just keeps getting worse. But back on the Cy Young conversation here, Brandon, do you want to start off by talking a little bit about your criteria? We've got tier lists for all of these. So talk about your tiers and what particular stats, what were you looking for to decide who went in what tier? Yeah, sure. So um, for those who have been following our tier lists and these shows we've been doing over the last few weeks, um, I do my tiers uh, pretty interesting. I have three tiers. The first tier is always the guys that I believe can actually win the award. And that can range between three and five guys. Um, to be honest, uh, there's going to be a last second uh, decision made as to exactly how many go in my first tier in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, uh, we have the guys that can actually win the award. Secondly, we have the guys that could win, but would need a lot to go right for them. Uh, and then my third tier is always um, the guys that probably have no chance of winning but are having good seasons, and I feel like they should be talked about, um, just some more under-the-radar guys usually. Um, stats I'm looking at, definitely Fangraph's war. I think that especially for, for pitchers, Fangraph's war um, is, is better than baseball reference war. It's just calculated a little more sophisticated, sophistically, sophist- is that word? sophisticatedly sophisticated yeah there, there you go i'm not gonna uh, try to say that um it's calculated with more sophistication yes it there we go calculated better. with more sophistication Fangraphs war over baseball reference war for pitchers um i also like to look at stats like fip uh s-i-e-r-a just stats that kind of um do you want to talk about what those actually are rather than just flaunting sure. your knowledge and looking like a bigwig Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm getting flamed out here. Okay. Um, yeah. S-I-E-R-A, Skill Interactive Earned Run Average. You can find this on Fangraphs. Um, and this is right from the MLB.com website, their glossary. Um, basically, it's an ERA metric that tries to eliminate factors that a pitcher can't control by themselves. Um this also adjusts for um, balls in play, which FIP 
does not adjust for um, as FIP just looks at your strikes, strikeouts, your walks allowed and your home runs allowed as those are the three things that you have control over. SIERA is also looking at whether or not it's a grounder, a pop-up or a line drive. Um, And this allows for a little bit more of an accurate calculation for how good a pitcher has been when you take away the factors that they can't control by themselves, as there is really a lot of stuff that that is going on that the pitcher doesn't have control over. So not that that is my end all be all stat as I'm looking also at just like general ERA, uh, FIP, which is fielder independent pitching. Um, and uh, yeah, also like strikeout to walk ratio, I think is important as well. Well, I took, um, I go four tiers, of course, uh, the leaders, the contenders, the Peloton, and the outside looking in. And as Brandon kind of took a full body of work approach to this award, I take more of a game to game approach and see how you're winning and losing your team games directly. And so basically the way I did it is I always start, write down as many guys that I think should be in the running as I can. And then from there, I go and check some of the major benchmark numbers that people usually talk about, not necessarily advanced stats, but the, you know, the ERA pitching war championship win percentage added brand's going to kill me, but for the sake and the respect out out of respect for the award and its tradition wins just to give yourself a baseline to see who should really be in this conversation. Then I turn to our own created little metric here, which is basically, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it in terms of the actual ratio, but it's the ratio of great starts to blow up starts for based on your caliber of pitcher, like as a Cy Young contender, as a Cy Young winner, you need to be able to go out there and have clutch games where you dominate and you go out and put your team in a terrific position to win a lot. And you have to also have very little to none of those games where you put your team out of it. And so if we're talking about numbers based here, a great start is now also being called a um, Sandy Alcantara start, as Brandon was saying yesterday, seven innings, two earned runs, anything within that margin gets counted as a great start to me. Any outing of four runs or more gets counted as a blow up start doesn't matter how many innings if you allowed four earned runs you put your team in a bad spot and so basically that's kind of you know because those numbers lie the common numbers the era even the siera i'm sure lies to you a little bit pitching stats are aren't, aren't as hard as fielding stats to develop but it's a lot harder to see the pure picture of a pitcher with those compared to ops for a hitter So that's why justice is the hammer of justice. I have, and the hammer of justice is blind. That's why I go entirely with this one stat, not looking at any of the other outside factors after they get those factors, get you in the door. Interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah. I like how we take uh, a different approaches to it um, as that's what just leads to better content in general i mean it would suck if we were sitting here with essentially the exact same lists um the fact that we don't even do the same amount of tiers uh i like also but shall we get right into it 
I'll go ahead and start and I'll do my first two tiers because my two tiers are basically Brandon's first tier. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, for those of you who haven't followed or missed that episode, we have had a Martin Perez check-in scheduled for a little over a month for this Thursday. I was sure he was going to be out of the Scion conversation by this point. Brandon, as my Cy Young leader, I have to, I have no other choice other than to go with Martin Perez. He's your he's your number one guy. He is my top choice right now because of the value he's adding to his team. Two point seven WAR, two ten ERA, four and two record over eighty one innings, and looking towards the MLB Daily Cy Young statistic. He has a six to one start ratio. So he has six starts where he has gone seven innings and two earned or less, and only one blow up start. And I believe that was two weeks ago, was the first time that that happened. And this is all with him. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, his first month, he barely went over five innings. Like they weren't trusting him to go deep Mm. early on. Yeah, four, four, and then all his first two were four, and then all of a sudden they start letting him go out to six, seven, and then now this last month you're really starting to let let them ride him out there and see what he can do, and he's really not disappointing. Certainly not. Um, I will. Oh, oh, did you want to keep going with your first two tiers? Yes, um, I'm going into my next tier to the guy that you know I'm giving this award out like I was picking it right now. If this was the end of the season. Martin Perez is the Cy Young. Projecting out, it's Shane McClanahan. 7-3 record over 84 innings, 2.5 war and a 1-8-1 ERA. He currently is sitting at a 4-0 ratio right now. So four great starts, no blow-up starts to start the year. His biggest hindrance is the fact that he plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, which is also his greatest no asset. Run support. No run yeah. support. It's not even just no run support because the guy's getting seven wins, but it's more the fact that it takes a special player like him to get them to consider leaving you out there more than twice through the order. So, you know, he had to fight and scrape and claw to get into a position where he can get to seven innings. He's not getting deep enough in these starts to have gotten him to the lead right now, but the Rays are starting to open him up, let him go, let him cook over these last month or so. And if they continue to do that throughout the rest of the year, he's bound for it based on his performance so far. Like just the, the added time, the added innings will go a long way for him. So you've, so you have, Oh, I'm sorry. I keep getting distracted. I've got, yeah. So Martin Perez is my leader. Shane McClanahan is my first contender and nasty Nestor Cortez at a four and one ratio. I'll let Brandon talk more on him but four to one ratio to start for Nestor Cortez and the only reason I'm not favoring him over McClanahan to go forward is there's not that clear opportunity I think for him to improve like this is this is a great level he's playing on right now but it's probably his his peak whereas if Shane McClanahan gets more opportunity he's going to continue to improve Absolutely. Um, all right. Should I take us through my first tier? It is five players. Um, 
Five. Five. Ooh. However, I have one leader, as LJ did as well. Top of the tier, guy that I believe is um, in the best situation right now to win the award is Shane McClanahan. Um, you're looking at an S-I-E-R-A that is about <laughs> – I can't believe I'm saying this about 0.6 better than the next best guy, which is a Garrett Cole, who is not in my first tier of five players. Um, but yeah, Shane McClanahan, you're talking about already 113 strikeouts through 14 starts, which oh, that's a, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. about, it's about eight strikeouts per start. Uh, that's not bad. Um, and when he's pitched against the Yankees, he makes us look like fools. Um, other than the Anthony Rizzo homer last night, you really can't do much out of this guy. It's so nasty. Being a left-handed pitcher, that arm slot is filthy. The fastball is is unbelievable, just the amount of movement he has on all his pitches. Um, and once the Rays get glass now back and fully healthy, like, Oh my, this is going to be really scary. But Shane McClanahan, easily my leader. The four behind him, we have two Blue Jays, Kevin Gosman and Alec Manoa. We have Martin Perez and we have Nasty Nestor Cortez. Um, I will comment on Nestor Cortez, just an unbelievable story. Um, the way that he's been pitching this season is uh, just fantastic for the Yankees he keeps us in so many games um it's not just that low ERA that's so good but um even when he has his starts where um it's only like uh getting us into the sixth inning uh it starts where we could have really used it uh he ends up uh, pitching on most days it seems where we have almost no guys out of the the bullpen available or certainly limited pitchers out of the bullpen available he'll go out and give us seven innings give us eight innings um and just so much fun to watch pitch he's not just a strikeout guy um but he does have 75 this year which is certainly an uptick from what he's been doing in years past um and yeah just love watching him pitch uh night after night he's actually pitching tonight against the Rays, so i get the pleasure of that that's fantastic. Do you want to keep going into your second tier or you want me to take over? Um, I'll throw it back to you because I have a feeling you're going to be talking about quite a few guys that's on my list here. Yep. Moving into the Peloton, the first guy, a guy I wasn't expecting going into this list to fall to the Peloton, Justin Verlander, ends up being put into the Peloton here with a 5-2 to two ratio, 5 rate starts, 2 blow-up starts, and you know, it's it's really missing. It's splitting hairs here when you're talking about probably the difference of a run, but in most situations, am I wrong? What's the average scoring pace for a team right now? Do we know uh, runs per I game? Can, I will look it up in one second. Look it up because I'm willing to guarantee you it's probably not four. Like it's not normal. Like it's not the can't be the average to go four and a half. Let's say is really more the thing. Um, but my point being, if you're giving it up 4.32 last year, it was 4.53. Okay. So it's not four and a half. Either way, if, if you, as the starter, who's not going the full game are giving up four runs, 
you're largely taking your team out of, out of the game. Either way, this is another terrific season out of Justin Verlander. 1.5 war and an 8-3 and record with a 2-3-0 ERA to start the year. The dude just cooks. He's coming back from injury, and everyone wants to see this feel-good story out of Justin Verlander, who basically missed two full seasons and is now coming back with a vengeance. I'd love to see him win the award. It's just a matter of the rest of the group really coming back to the pack. He honestly probably could have, should have been in my contenders list as I'm talking about him. I'd probably put him up there now. And so that leaves us with two Peloton members, the first of which being Jamison Tyone. Um, absolute wins my Astro this year. Eight and one record, two war, two seven OER Ray. And he currently sits at a three to one ratio. You know, I, I knew this Yankees rotation was solid. I wasn't expecting there to be three contenders or three people in the discussion that made it like, well, any generally three people getting into a group of 12 to 13 guys I was considering for this award is quite the rotation and the Yankees should be proud of that. The last guy I'm going to talk about here is Framber Valdez of the Houston Astros. He's really coming up in a big way, 278 ERA and a seven and three record to start the year for the Astros. You know, they're a team that could probably leave him out there a little longer too. Uh, three and one ratio to start the year. I, I want to see this guy keep going long, keep doing what he's doing, and that'll be how he's successful. All right. My next tier, I'm going to be talking about some of the same guys as LJ. My next five, um, this is in no particular order, um, but we're going Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez, the two Astros teammates that LJ touched on. Um, I'm going to go Tariq Skubal of the Tigers, um, who's been having a super underrated year. Uh, I'm going to go Shane Bieber of the Guardians, who um, prior to the season, LJ said it was his Cy Young award to lose. Um, and He's not doing, I mean, he's certainly in the contention, but uh, not in that top group right now. Uh, and then I'm going to go Garrett Cole to round out that tier. Um, yeah, you know, the, I, I guess the one guy that I should touch on a little more is um, Shane Bieber. LJ, you know, I think that um, his 2020 was so good. And it was over such a short period of time. And we were all so amazed that even when Shane Bieber is really good, like when he was for last year until he got hurt and like he's been this year, we're still like not even impressed because we've seen so much out of him, like a dating back to 2019 and 2020 when, where he was seemingly untouchable. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And I don't think this is again, necessarily bad it's just been very very quiet I yeah mean, it's I, not bad I mean I he's in my second tier of Cy Young you know like it's not bad at all well I was kind of, but I was kind of embarrassed because full admittance completely as I said he it's his, his awards to lose which I really thought so he's plenty it was plenty he was plenty talented for it to be his award especially when I wasn't fully convinced. I thought he'd be good. I didn't think he'd be Cy Young level of good. Justin Verlander, he's the only guy that would have been in this conversation. Like, this is a very young, very new Cy Young group. No? Yo, yeah. 
in in the group that I'm talking about here today, Cole Verlander of the people that I was considering, I should say, Cole Verlander and Gosman would be the only guys that would have been in consideration for this in years past. But I completely again, I, he just he's he fell under the radar for me, even though he was my early hype guy. And if we're talking ratio, it looks to be two, three, four. Four to one. You 100% should have been in there. But again, that's part of the beauty of it too, is if you can't, it, it, I feel like if I can't think of him as a Cy Young contender, he shouldn't be in the conversation. Like I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to scour stat sites to put, come up with the Cy Young. That's, that's a great point. Um, and you know, there is going to be, like, even me to some extent, I'm, I'm always trying to look for those guys that aren't talked about but are having super sneaky years. But at some point, it's like, you know, maybe we don't need to be so technical with our award voting. And it's like, if this guy has been talked about a lot and the general consensus is that he is a Cy Young caliber pitcher and he has – um, a pretty good stat line to win the award. Like, don't get crazy and just uh, give him the award, right? Yeah, in a way, yeah, it's, it's a matter of it's more the matter of the other way around. Like, if this guy's not able to get the hype from the from the consensus, if he's not even able to get into the conversation by most people, then he's not doing enough. Like, you got to show whether it's flash, whether it's a consistent run of form you have to have some statement and that's largely what the great starts should be is should be the statement games but you know sometimes some guys just aren't getting that billing when was the last time you heard Shane Bieber's name in the national media is honestly a good point here or the guardians for that matter who are playing really good baseball right now and are not getting talked about nearly enough yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel bad for this. I, I feel, I feel weird not having him here. I want to keep it to 10, but I don't know. Brandon, Brandon, make your pick. Shane Bieber or Garrett Cole in my bottom tier? A little spit of spoiler. I would go Garrett Cole. I'm going Shane Bieber. Okay. Okay. Um, if you, it, yeah, I don't know. If I, if I can't remember you, if I don't immediately recognize that you should be there, then you can't be there. Oh, LJ, I, I think it is time that we also do rename um, our stat to the Alcantara start. Uh, he's at 4.1 war on baseball reference right now. I want to see. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, of course, but I kind of want to see how many Alcantara starts he actually has to start the year. Because he's like seven we were... or eight in a row now. <laughs> Let's see. One, you keep going, actually. You can go yeah. through your. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my last tier. Um, all right. So this last tier is like guys that having really good seasons, um, but uh, not as much talked about plus, but you know, there is a few guys in here that um, could certainly uh, jump up a tier. Um, that's the thing with the Cy Young award is that like you have a good month or so, like, like Robbie Ray or just a good second half and you have like a decent stats at this point and it could be your award. Um, the guys I'm going to throw in here, we're going to go Logan Gilbert. Uh, we're going to go Dylan Cease, 
who I think has been having a really good year. And, um, you know, we talked about him when he was having that stretch. Um, I think it was like early May was on a really good stretch. And he's fallen off a little bit, but it's still been um, excellent. Also going to throw in Sonny Gray. Um, you know, the ERA is 2.09. Uh, of course, injuries is always an issue with him, but can't discredit what he's done in the time he's played. Um, throw Frankie Montas in there as well. Thought he's been playing well. Um, and then after that, I, I mean, I was kind of lost. There was like a big group of pitchers, Jamison Tyone, Luis Severino, Otani, Eovaldi, Nick Pavetta. Um, you know, I, I, I think if uh, Paul Blackburn, I should bring up Patrick Sandoval after, you know, it's just all those guys some fit in somewhere, but I'm not exactly sure where LJ, did I miss anybody when I was going through that big list? Um, not that I could, they started to blur together a little bit in the middle there for me, because I was jumping through names and thinking about the names. Um, but I'll go ahead through mine, but yeah, I mean, Look, some of these guys, I can't gravitate for an award like this towards a guy who's a product of his total cumulative stats. Like, so like Zach Wheeler last year or no? Well, Zach Wheeler last year had a lot of like dominant performances. But if you're just having consistently really good performances without going out there and flat out winning your team a game every now and then, then it's less of a draw. I mean, you got to like, again, honestly, the perfect, the perfect example of this is a guy like Paul Blackburn, who he did not make my list. Granted, I will talk about who missed. We were big Paul Blackburn guys for, for I was assuming, I was assuming he'd come in here as well, because I mean, he's not looked as favorably on Fangraphs war, but in terms of reference war, he leads the entire American league with three. Wow. Like, He's having a really good year based on reference for then all of a sudden you look at his stat line. He's not going deep in games at all, which really hurts because that's the added value of an ace. No, that's the added value of a Cy Young level pitcher is you can rest some of your bullpen arms. You don't have to give everybody a ton of work. His ratio right now, zero to two. He's got two blow up starts and no great starts to start the year. And yet he's able to get that type of war He's able to put up a really good year in terms of um, ERA, 226 ERA, because he's consistently good, but he's not going deep. And I can't, I just can't justify giving those slots to guys. And so that ultimately led some really good numbers guys down to this level or not onto my list. Outside looking in, Alec Manoa, exactly that type of guy, you know. So tier one for me and on your outside looking in, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's look, great all-around numbers, but needs to go a little deeper, needs to get – I mean, he's, he's only had two great performances. He's only had two statement games to start the year. He's got to get back up into that pack. If we're talking about Martin Perez having six and Sandy Alcantara having nine – I counted up. He's nine and one right now. LJ, I have a question though about your voting. Not saying that there's anything flawed with it whatsoever, but you had Jamison Tyone on your list, and because 
He's eight and one. Alec Manoa is eight and two and leads the AL in ERA plus. I'm not. I didn't put. I, I mentioned the wins. I'm saying that Jamison Tyone got into the conversation because of his wins. Okay. That that was that was his entry. That was his entry card. That was his entry application. Then afterwards, it becomes entirely about these things that I talked about that I'm looking for afterwards. And that resume of standout performances is much stronger. I mean, all right, not much stronger. It's an extra win stronger. But three and one is quite a difference to two and one. That's the difference between 0.66 and 0.75. Yeah. So that, that means something, at least to me. Nick Pavetta, I wasn't expecting to put in here. Because I feel like even as a Red Sox fan, I know I can be overly critical, but I still fall victim to you look into those game logs, Brandon, and you're going to be like, how the heck is he even still in the starting rotation, let alone Cy Young winner when you start to go through April? Because April was just bad. All of a sudden you get to the last month and a half and he looks like a different pitcher. This guy's currently got a five and three five to three ratio and you know i i couldn't be happier if he if he's able to keep up most of this form throughout the rest of the year he's going to be able to move up into this in this conversation because a couple of other guys are going to be able to slip and all of a sudden those three those three blow up starts aren't going to mean as much to people the last two guys here kevin Can I say something about yeah. nick pavetta since so if you throw those four starts in April completely out, 65 innings pitched, 2.07 ERA, 2.73 FIP, 66 strikeouts, and the Red Sox are 7-3 and three in the games that he pitched in. They lost all four games he pitched in in April. They didn't win a single game he, he started in. Exactly. I, and again, those types of things, that's why he's also going to struggle with the voter base. Because April is a very memorable month for baseball. You remember who was good and who was, or more so who was bad in April. And it sticks with you. It, you stink of it for the rest of the year, which is a real shame. And, you know, I'd wish it wasn't the case for him because this is just, he's going to end up with a really good resume for this award by the end of the year at this rate. Kevin Gosman, on the other hand, not nearly a strong resume for this award. You know, he's had, He's had a really solid season, and ultimately, I wouldn't give up on him quite yet. We're talking about a guy with a 3-2-1 ERA over 73 innings. He's 5-6, and six, also hurts his case. But with that being said, this is a guy who does have two great starts already. He's a guy who's repeating on a really good season from last year. Yes, it's a little bit up from there, but this is now three straight years where he's been a really good pitcher I wouldn't be shocked to see him get hot and turn things around especially seeing actually this was this was his entry uh pass was his FIP leading the league in FIP at 174 so Mm. he has a lot of room to improve maybe get some great starts coming up before the all-star break or afterwards and get into that conversation Garrett Cole's a hot mess I will say no disrespect isn't intended in me saying that. It's just objectively, this dude is incredibly good. He's 6-1 and one on the year, 314 ERA, but he just, sometimes he goes out there and just gets shelled. 
whereas sometimes he goes out there and actually looks like Cy Young. So, I mean, three and two record. Um, he, him, Nick Pavetta, and Garrett Cole are the only people with multiple blow-up starts that got put into this conversation. There, he's also at least above. He's above the ratio line. So, you know, he's had a good start to the year for Garrett Cole. He needs to have a great back half to win his first sign up. All right. Well, um, yeah. oh, wait, before we get off, I know I keep, I keep getting uh, away from things. Uh, just to mention a couple guys that didn't make my list that I wanted to get in there. Logan Gilbert, Michael Kopech, and Paul Blackburn were the only guys that missed. Um, all guys Actually wanting to get Michael Kopech on his list. No way. Are you that surprised? He deserves no. to be in this. No, he's been good. He's been really good. He's been very good. He just hasn't gone deep. And that that's ultimately what hurt him. You know, you get a couple um, blow-up starts in there and then only being able to go five innings most of the time, Not the team not sticking with him long enough, has really hurt his case for that. All right, well. Anything else or are we good? I think we're all set. All right. Thank you for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. We'll see you. See you manana. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey. Not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.